Hi, everyone. Welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. I'm so glad you're here today because I have a great guest with us, Sandra Nomoto. The content doctor, Sandra Nomoto, is award-winning content writer and editor for cruelty-free businesses. She also offers a suite of services for authors. Launching her career in the public relations industry, she ran Conscious Public Relations, Inc. for over a decade. Sandra authored the only public relations guide you'll ever need in 2019 and vegan marketing success stories in 2022. On the side of her desk, she co-hosts Veg Networking Canada, Canada's only vegan networking group, and writes for several outlets. And thank you so much for being here today, Sandra. It's such a pleasure to have you. And I would love for you to just really dive into your journey, how you got here today, and then we'll go a little bit deeper. Thanks so much for having me, Caroline. Um, yeah, I suppose my, my entrepreneurship journey started after I left my first job, which I landed after school. So uh, yeah, I, I just, so that job was at a local public relations firm. I learned everything I know today about PR uh, in that job. And uh, what I learned very quickly is you don't have control over who you work with when you're working <laughs> at an agency. And uh, there were some folks that were not, were not that nice that, that, you know, we had to work with. And um, coupled with my looking at my sister and having her having an entrepreneurial journey, you know, she went from admin assistant to uh, a partner of a local business and eventually sold that, you know, I, yeah, I, I thought, Hey, maybe I could be my own boss too. And so I, yeah, I launched my first business as an independent publicist in 2008. Um, I rebranded that uh, to Conscious PR and then over the years added folks to my team. And so I uh, ran like a, a little uh, virtual PR agency uh, working from home. And then I closed that business in 2018. And that was also the same year that I went vegan, which was a big goal of mine, personal goal of mine for many, many years. Um, and so for about a year and a half, I was sort of figuring out what my next career path was going to be. I didn't think that I wanted to stay in marketing. But uh, yeah, I sat down to meditate at the end of 2019 and got that booming intuitive voice that I, I get every now and then. And, uh, you know, it said, you're, you're vegan now and you're going to be writing forever, you know, whether it's personally, professionally, um, and put those two things together. So, so right at the start of 2020, I threw a service page up on my personal website and just tapped into my network and asked, who do you know, who runs a, a cruelty-free business that needs help with their content? And that was the start of the business that I run now as the content doctor. Um, so primarily I, I help, uh, vegan businesses with their written content and then thank you, pandemic, I had more time on my hands. And so I took courses in um, book editing and formatting. I've always been interested in, in um, book publishing and published my first book in 2019. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I thought to myself, you know, books are the longest piece of content one could work on. So, so now my other bucket of clients are authors, authors who uh, need help with various stages of getting their book published. 
I love it. And what a fascinating journey. And I want to dive a little bit deeper into the veganism because I know you said you went fully vegan in 2018. What was that journey like for you? Long and drawn out. But of course, when you're when you're in it, you don't know that. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, I would say the catalyst was I, I saw a screening of Earthlings, the documentary Earthlings at the end of 2007. This is free to watch online. So you can you can hop on and watch it, you know, on your own time. And it yeah, it really impacted me. That was the first time that I had seen, you know, what happens to animals for food um, and other industries, not just food. So I sort of vowed to, to work towards veganism. So I started with meat. Um, it took me about two years to fully cut meat out of my diet. And then for a good chunk of time, I was um, still technically pescatarian, I suppose, you know, I was, I've never been a huge fan of seafood or eggs. And so those foods I limited to the weekends, you know, sometimes I would go out and eat fish and chips. And that sort of thing. Um, but mostly during the week, I, I learned to cook um, either vegan or vegetarian. Um, and that was my diet for a very long time. Then my husband and I went on our honeymoon to New York City in 2017 and ate at uh, Iron Chef Morimoto's restaurant. It was the best. I had the best seafood meal of my life. And I told myself, it's not going to get any better than this. So I may as well leave on a high note. And so that was my last seafood meal. And from there, um, the last thing was dairy. So, you know, pizza and ice cream, some of my favorite foods. And and I come across a lot of people who, you know, are vegetarians because they can't, they find it difficult to give up dairy or cheese. Um, but for me, it was for health reasons. And so for, for many, many years, um, unrelated to my dietary transition, I've had you know, an undiagnosed digestive condition that involves, um, you know, bloating, acid reflux, sometimes vomiting, and my health team has not been able, been able to figure it out. Um, so I just had this really bad bout of acid reflux in the middle of the night in 2018, went back to my naturopath and I said, you know, I need more answers. And she said, let's try a food sensitive sensitivity test. So I took this mm. test, found out I was sensitive to dairy among other things. And I've later learned that dairy, um, most people of color are actually intolerant to dairy in some way. And so, um, yeah, so I cleansed, you know, these foods from my diet for four months. And then it came to the end of that and, and thought, well, I, I did without dairy uh, with, for four months. So I guess I can do it forever now. And so that's sort of the date that I count from. So it's, it's been uh, just over five years now. Thank you for sharing that. And it's just so interesting too, because I know when I lived in LA, it was definitely starting to grow in the community of being vegetarian and vegan. It was more of like a trend, but I think a lot of people now it's like health reasons are really understanding too how food affects us, how it affects everything, especially yeah. what you were saying with your digestive system. I can definitely relate to that because it was partly why I gave up a lot of dairy. I still like sometimes will have ice cream or things like that. And it does affect my stomach. But being able to really focus in on the health piece, because I think a lot of people don't even know that they have a food se sensitivity, like they might not connect that. But I'm so glad that you were able to find the right doctors to help you really understand what was best for you and your health journey. And I'm Thanks. curious, because I do see like more restaurants now that have options for vegetarian and vegan. What has the vegan scene look like where you are in Vancouver? Yeah, it's it's pretty good. 
yeah, in terms of dining out, um, most restaurants have options, which is great there. We don't have too many vegan only restaurants, but, um, yeah, I think, I think for the most part, uh, folks are pretty inclusive I mean, you can, yeah, it's not, it's not difficult to find, uh, options, uh, when you eat out, um, in terms of the community, um, yeah, I, th- I think we've got a, a great community here. There are lots of folks involved in activism and then, you know, I have online groups that I stay in touch with and which is great. Cause they're always, you know, sharing like the coolest dish, uh, uh, you know, at whatever restaurant or bakery. And so, um, so yeah, I'd say Vancouver is a pretty vegan friendly place and same for across Canada, like all, all of the major cities, I think have their own communities. Um, I can't say, you know, too much for the rural areas, but certainly in the major cities, it's, it's, you'll be fine. Awesome. I'm always just curious about other areas too. And I'm so curious because I know with the veganism and everything that you've written so many books and things along those lines and help so many businesses in particular around everything when it comes to sustainable living and social impact and things along those lines. What has been your experience in the social impact sustainable business world? And what do you think are some of the topics or issues that these communities aren't discussing enough? Yeah. So for that, I I'll uh, talk about my conscious PR days. So with that agency, when I rebranded to conscious PR, my goal with that name launching, you know, changing my, my company name was to attract more socially and environmentally responsible businesses, because I was moving more in that direction in my personal life and, and really wanted to try and live out those values in my work. And so, you know, I certified our agency as a B Corp twice and, you know, was, was, um, as, as involved as I could be in that community. Uh, and then, you know, members of 1% for the planet. And I went to, you know, many of the social venture Institute conferences, like was really trying to network in that space. And so, uh, closing that company and then now starting this business as a vegan, what I've found is that a lot of companies in the social impact space are very sustainable minded, but they don't take into, they don't always take into account the impact of animals. And so if your business, you know, involves animal consumption in, in some way, you know, that's not a very sustainable initiative. I'm sorry to say like, you know, this stuff requires use of resources. And so that's what I find, um, these folks in social impact are not um, talking about enough. I mean, some of them certainly are like I there's 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 a good handful of B Corps who are who are vegan companies. But yeah, just that conversation, I don't think is has been talked about enough. Yeah, no, because I don't think it is either. I just I don't hear about it a lot. That's why I wanted to ask and kind of dive into that. And I know you have written now two books, the one that you mentioned, and now you have a new one as well. I'm curious, what has been that process of self publishing? If somebody is interested in maybe going about that process, how, what was that process like for you? Yeah. So my first book, uh, which is called the only public relations guide you'll ever need. I wrote that before I closed conscious PR. So when I closed the business, I thought to myself, you know, I've written this book, do I still want to put it out there? And, and I, I've always wanted to be an author. So I decided, okay, let's just do it. And, and that gave me some, some good experience releasing my book on Amazon KDP. Um, so I got that experience, uh, in what it's like to self-publish. Uh, now with my second book, um, vegan marketing success stories, I knew that I didn't want to just release it 
on Amazon because I know a lot of folks are, are sort of anti-Amazon. <laughs> and so so I thought, okay, I have to use a different platform um, mm-hmm. for those other folks. And so I was going to go with Ingram Spark, which is arguably, you know, probably the most popular self-publishing platform. But the only thing is they don't use Vegan Inc. And that was really important to me. And so mm-hmm. I ended up going with Lulu, um, which is a certified B Corp. They've been around for two decades. Uh, they use vegan ink um, and yeah, and, and put out a really high quality book. So I'm really happy with that, um, uh, with how it turned out. Um, but yeah, I really wanted this book to be done properly. Like I didn't promote my first book as much because I wasn't running a, a PR company anymore. And so, um, yeah, with this book, it's, it, it's a little bit different in that I had contributors. And so I have 40, con- 47 contributors to the book who shared their marketing stories. And then I pulled another few, uh, dozen examples online and got permission to use those. Um, so you're, yeah. So in this book, um, there's upwards of a hundred vegan businesses mentioned. Um, yeah. And then I, I really went to town with, with the marketing. So I hired a marketing strategist to really help me plan out, um, uh, three months worth of content because, because of the number of businesses that are mentioned in my book, I couldn't even wrap wrap my head around, like, what do I post on social media and when? So she really helped me form this strategy, which, um, yeah, which I sort of, I continued on for four and a half months. And then uh, I did my own, uh, publicity. So reaching out to podcasts and media like this, who, who might want to talk about, um, the book. And so it's, it's really been now almost a year and a half process from, from conception to where we are today. And, but that's what it takes to to put a book out there, um, especially if you're self-publishing and you don't have the support of a publishing house. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you really have to, uh, you're responsible for, for every step of the way, so. Yeah, it's a lot on your shoulders, but I love that you were able to have somebody helping on the marketing end because you're right, like being able to plan everything out, especially with that many businesses that were involved, which is incredible. So many different walks of life, being able to be contributing to one book and just giving more ideas and success stories around veganism and what that looks like for each business when it comes to marketing and everything that you're doing as well. So I appreciate you sharing that. Is there anything else you can tell us a little bit more about the book? I know you said there's success stories in there. So if somebody obviously is on Lulu and we'll link that below, but I would love to know a little bit more about the book. Sure. So yeah, so I it's it's a very practical marketing guide. So anybody who's even just remotely interested in marketing, I hope you can put pick up this book and just learn about all of the different tactics that are possible for a business. Um, the only difference with this and any other marketing book is that all of the case studies and the stories that I share are of vegan businesses. And so it, you'll you'll get um, yeah, the perspective is going to be a little bit different. And so it's very much targeted to vegan businesses, but yeah, but my my goal with it was to also just attract your average marketer or business owner um, and have them be able to learn some tips from the book. Absolutely. And with even just writing the book, I know you said you always wanted to be a writer, author. That was something that was always there. What was the drive to start even like your first business with a PR? How did you decide, okay, I want to turn this into something more than working for somebody else and now starting your own business. I mean, they say ignorance is bliss and that's exactly what it was for me. You know, if I knew how hard, uh, you know, the, the journey of being a business owner would be, I might not have started it, but, uh, but yeah, it was just because I, I saw my sister running her own business and my intuition told me, you know, if you apply at another PR firm, you don't have control over the clients you work, uh, the clients you work with. And so I just didn't want to repeat that same experience from my first job. And so I just launched, launched my 
my own little publicity business. In the first first few years, I, I, I would say, yeah, I worked for a lot of fun clients, but they weren't really resonating with my values. And that's why in 2012, that's when, uh, again, my intuition just told, just, just gave me the name conscious PR. And I went, wow, like what a powerful name <laughs> and nobody had taken it uh, as a domain. And that's when I knew like, okay, let's, let's try this out. And I actually put up a separate website. I tested it out before I learned, um, potential clients were really resonating with that. And then I changed, officially changed my, my company name over. I love that you listen to your intuition too, because sometimes we can ignore it or like push it down saying, well, no, I'm going to focus on this, but I love that you were able to listen and allowing yourself to test it out because that's a huge part of when you're starting a business, you test things, not everything's going to stick and that's okay. But being able to ride the coattails of, okay, this makes sense. I'm like testing it out. I'm getting feedback and people are resonating with it. Even though, like you mentioned, you had fun clients, but they weren't really your ideal clients. It sounds like in the beginning. And that's part of it. That's part of when you're building a business. And I'm curious, as you started to, once you closed that business and started your second business, what were some of the obstacles that you were facing as you started to build more of the content doctor? You know, I was really lucky to land my first few clients. Um, again, I attribute it to the network that I built from my previous business. So even though you close a business, always remember you've got contacts that you, <laughs> you know, like all these thousands, you know, thousands of connections that I have on LinkedIn. And it was, that was really valuable. I also just put out, um, you know, I posted in a couple of the vegan groups that I said that I say I belong to on Facebook. And I said, Hey, you know, I need more experience in email marketing. I'm willing to do to write up an email or two for you in exchange for testimonial. So I did a little bit of pro bono work in, in the beginning too, just for, just to build up my portfolio, my writing portfolio. And um, yeah, I was just really lucky. Um, so the client that I was doing admin for, for that year and a half between uh, the two businesses actually co-founded a different company and wanted to start an online magazine to complement that business. And, and so she reached out to me and said, do you want to edit this magazine that I'm starting? And I went, I don't know how to do that, but yes. <laughs> like, and that was a, a great opportunity. And that was a client, you know, ended up being a client for two and a half years. And so um, I started off really strong in 2020, despite the pandemic, it was actually my most successful financial year. And I'm trying to build up back, build my business back up to those numbers actually. Um, but yeah, I said, you know, as I said, during the pandemic, I took courses that helped me, um, you know, launch services for, uh, another market. So I would say that was, that's been really helpful. And yeah, I, I find it's, yeah, it's still a lot of up and down. I'm still trying to, to always secure steady clients who can, who can pay on an ongoing basis rather than, you know, say, oh, I just need your help for this one project. Cause those are always going to come and go. I would say, yeah, I'm really lucky that in the first few years I was, I was pretty uh, financially successful. Um, and now I'm, I'm trying to figure out just um, that balance of that service model. So if you having a few higher, higher uh, ticket clients and then, and then figuring out what my passive income model is going to be, you know, I've thought about maybe turning my second book into a course, but I know that they t that takes a lot of work. And a few folks have said, you know, yeah, I would buy a course, but right now my intuition is not telling me to work on a course. So, <laughs> so I'm sort of, I'm sort of, feeling things out right now and figuring out um, what that balance of the model is. 
Yeah. And I appreciate your transparency with that because a lot of people might say, yeah, like the success and all of those things, but there are bumps in the road and those obstacles. And I love that. Again, you go back to your intuition. I'm a firm believer of listening to our intuition and the energy, but being able to realize, okay, maybe the course isn't right yet. Maybe later on, maybe things along those lines, but really trusting what feels right and leaning into that. And I think that's part of entrepreneurship as well, because there's no right or wrong way of doing things. It's yeah. being able to understand, okay, this makes sense for me. I'm going to go with this and it might not work out and that's okay, but at least you tried it and figured it out and it might work later on. You never know what's available, but I do want to go back to what you said about your network and really important of understanding, even if you close a business or leave a job or decide to start something new, the people and the relationships are so key. And that's what I was hearing you say too. It's yeah. that connection piece of never let go of somebody who is a good person and like good energy that you never know how your your paths can cross again later on as well. So I just wanted to comment on that because I think that's really vital in this journey. But I think even going to just what you did in that process of being able to build your business and you know, I've heard from a lot of entrepreneurs, especially in the pandemic, 2020 was like one of their most financially successful years because especially being on online, I think that just really yeah. helps be able to get out there and writing and more people were online reading things and getting more in tune with whether it was veganism or anything else of just what felt right for them or even content creating. But I'm curious because you did have so much success. Well, can you share one or two success stories with us of clients or anything that you've come across in the last few years? Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So again, but the, yeah, the first, one of the first clients I launched with was uh, an online magazine. It's sort of on, it's on hiatus right now, but it's called True Haven, T-R-U-H-A-V-N.com. And the goal of that magazine was to talk about uh, how plants, uh, fungi and psychedelics can heal. And so, um, yeah, you'll see if you can hop on the site right now and you'll see that there have been articles posted in, you know, about almost a year, but, but there's still a lot of valuable information there. And that really helped me with, with, yeah, getting experience working with other writers and managing writers. And then I of course got the opportunity to write myself. And so, yeah, a lot of experience with article writing through that opportunity. Um, another cool client that I've worked with is uh, a bakery, a vegan bakery bakery called bread b-r-e-d in whistler so just uh, about two hours north uh drive from where i am in vancouver bc and they're whistler's only plant-based bakery and uh, they certified as a b corp last year and later this year they'll be releasing their first cookbook so super exciting things happening there i'm so sad to say i haven't even tried their products because i haven't been able to visit them yet but uh, i was helping out um with their email newsletter and then also blog writing and so that was cool because you know, you can only talk about vegan or plant-based baked goods so much. So with Whistler being a very tourist town, so they're known for, you know, Whistler is, uh, um, one of the, the best mountains in Canada for skiing and snowboarding. And so bringing in topics like that, you know, vegan uh, skiers and snowboarders and like events to do in Whistler and, and bringing in those keywords as part of their blog, like that was a really cool experience too. Well, thank you for sharing those. And it's just, it's so interesting too, because the conversation isn't something that's talked about a lot. And you're right, like, how can you talk more about veganism or how you can go about that? But I think it's just getting creative. And I mean, you're the content doctor, so mm -hmm. I, I trust that you know. <laughs> um, and then just even with your journey, I would love to know maybe just two or three tips of 
your entrepreneurial journey that have been so successful or so helpful in this process that would be helpful for others to hear? Yeah, I would say, you know, don't be afraid to niche down or at least try that. So, you know, when I started, you know, folks were like, like, oh, you're, you're only going to work for vegan businesses. So in the first two years, that was my goal to, to try and build up this client roster. And because I was so successful, I said, you know, at the start of 2022, I said, you know what, this is going to be my, my, my criteria going forward. You know, the business must be vegan. It doesn't need to be vegan owned. Um, mm-hmm. so long as the business products, services, et cetera, are not bringing cruelty. And that's, again, that's, that's the way that I, I'm able to bring my personal values into my work. And I, you know, I'm very fortunate that I, that I can do that. The other thing is getting support. Um, you know, as I said, I was very fortunate to have a network, an existing network from my first business, but, you know, I was targeting a new, a new clientele. So folks who either are vegan and run businesses or, or others who, um, who happen to run a cruelty-free business. And so I did a lot of networking online. You know, I tested out a vegan business tribe membership. So this is a global community. That's the founders are in the UK, but it's open to any vegans around the world. Um, vegan mainstream is another one in the U S. Um, and then I got the opportunity to, uh, join, um, a vegan networking group here in Vancouver, which, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I worked my way up to co-host. So now I co-host the group and we were at, we're open now to, um, Canadians, uh, across, yeah, across the country who are vegan. And so I've gotten a lot of work opportunities through that group. And so I think it's super important to, to, again, build up a network, whether you're niching or not, you know, but for me, it's, it's happened to work and then also get support when you need it. Um, you know, nobody, nobody runs a business alone, you know, whether it's a coach, mentor, a mastermind group, or, or just, yeah, just your peers. Um, it's so, so important to, to get that support when you need it. We've talked a lot about intuition and, and Mm -hmm. I've certainly used mine throughout the years, but sometimes you get these like uh, dark cloud moments (laughs) when, when, when you're, you're not getting any intuitive hits, but you know, something has to change. And it's, I, I, I imagine like this dark cloud over, and then you just kind of have to like figure out how to, how to open it up. So you let that creativity and that intuition in. And, and I think, yeah, looking for support is a big part of that. It's been, um, for me at least. Yes. And, and you're right. Like that dark cloud can be really unfortunate and you want to move it away. But I think too, it goes back to having somebody in your corner, whether it's a mentor, coach, just support group, mastermind, anything along those lines can really just take you away from that dark cloud and like kind of see the light a little bit more of yeah. what's going on. And I think that's just, it's so key in this process because it's a very lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be. And even just with what you said too, about having your network, because I always say this and I know it's not my saying, but it's what I've heard. Your network is your net worth. And just being able to find, even if it is your niche or not your niche, just as you never know who knows who that could help you and connect you with somebody. And I think that's a beautiful thing. It's just being open. And I love that you are so open and being able to just even share your journey on here today with us of your process, how you got here today, all the amazing writing you're doing, but also helping the world too a little bit more when it comes to veganism content, really getting the words out there, because I think that's where it starts. When we have more knowledge base of something, we can learn and have new knowledge brings new perspective. Thank you.
Of course, of course. Well, thank you so much, Sandra, for coming on. I would love to know where can people find you, use your services, and also find your book. I'll link everything below, but if you could let us know too. Yeah, really easy. It's just with my name, sandranimoto.com. So you'll see all my services, products, links to the book there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sandra, for coming on, just sharing your journey with us and make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Sandra today? I'm sure she would love to see that comment and we will see you on the next episode.